buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Good afternoon, Twin Ports, and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronnie and Gary Callagher with you every Saturday from 12 to 1. Jim's got the week off this week, so you're just stuck with me. And uh, we've got a half an hour and abbreviated show today because we have some sports going on. But uh, we're going to talk a little bit about... Um, uh, last week, Jim and I talked a little bit about the Zillow, this iBuyer program that was going on. And... Um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that because it really took off this week. The story as the um, this is picking up steam and uh, a lot of uh, writings going on about um, what has happened, why they ha- are getting out of this um, uh, guaranteed um, uh, offer business, and uh, did they make a mistake? Um, are they? Is there something going on in the market that they're um, ahead of the curve on? You know, so what is the reason? And some experts have weighed in this week as to uh, what they think. And um, really, the the question was: um, Is the Zillow Zillow guaranteed offers failure a sign that there's something wrong with the real estate market? And uh, the first expert said yes. Um, they don't think uh, Zillow's failure is a sign that there's something wrong with the real estate market, but rather their business model. And in a fast-moving market, it is likely their algorithms that are not keeping up with the market changes. And Zillow CEO admitted that their algorithm is flawed and didn't accurately predict a slowdown in the home price increases. And that could explain why Zillow has never made a profit in their home buying business. Zillow has sold 66% of the homes that they've purchased at a loss that averaged 4.5%. So that's pretty significant. I mean, if you're in the business to make money, you got to remember when you go back and, and Zillow's original platform started, um, you know, we're talking, uh, they were, they were selling, uh, services to agents. Agents would buy zip codes. They would get leads generated to them and agents paid monthly fees for that. But also the mortgage industry was a big, what they call, backdoor customer to them. And I believe, you know, several years ago, Jim and I were talking about this, and, and Zillow at that time had an annual revenue of somewhere in the neighborhood of 23 to $30 billion a year. And that was generated from agents and from the mortgage industry. And so... You know, when you make money like that, I mean, you got to do something with it. And I think that this kind of uh, led them into this this home buying process. And, and uh, you know, as we're coming out of that housing recession and we're getting into the 2013, 2014, 2015, you know, 20, even 2016, let's say, <clears throat> they started to pick up steam with this with this purchasing of homes. And, and I, I, I actually remember that the real estate industry was a little bit concerned about this because we thought that Zillow was going to become a, a, a national real estate broker. And, um, uh, and, and, and and so that was a concern with the real estate industry. It wasn't just locally. It was nationally. You know, there was agents all across the country that were concerned. You know, who is this Zillow? What is this Zillow? What are they doing? You know, and, and Realtor.com jumped into the uh, the fray here. Um, uh, truly, it was obviously a big one. And there's a host of other 
of these real estate platforms that um, uh, are in the business to help agents generate leads. But Zillow was by far the biggest. And so this guaranteed home offer uh, concept took off. And I think what really happened is, you know, I think it's a good idea, but th- but they were buying homes at a discount. Okay, and and you know I have actual experience from my daughter. They they had a, an offer from Zillow, and it was a pretty steep discount. Um, but I don't think Zillow anticipated this market that we're in right now. And I think the frenzy that is going on. Why would you sell your home at a discount when you can put it on the market? And you can get more than what you're asking for it. That just doesn't make any sense. And and so I don't think Zillow anticipated that this market was going to just like explode like it like it did. And it makes no sense um, to to be buying these homes at a discount for a seller if you're an owner of a house. You know, unless you have some extenuating circumstance, you know that's understandable. But. If you can put your house on the market and you have like 9, 10, in some cases in some of these real hot markets, California, Texas, whatever, you know, you're getting 20, 30, 40 offers on your house. And the prices are just absolutely incredible. So you don't have to sell your house at a discount because this market, the supply, demand, they just dictated what was going on. And so ultimately, I think it was just one of those market conditions that wasn't anticipated when they started at Garantino guaranteed uh, offer price or home offer purchase several years ago. So uh, some of the other uh, comments on it was, was this a, um, uh, does Zillow know something that's going on in the marketplace? Uh, this uh, was a no. Zillow's failure is a result of a lack of experience um, in executing their plan. They missed the impact of seasonality, missed the fact that the frenzy of buyers creating instant sales would end, and they failed to discount purchase prices by su- su- sufficient margins for quick resales. Their valuation model, like all appraisals, has errors and sometimes misses on the high side. They may have overpaid on 30% of the homes they bought, while 10% should be the max for a successful iBuyer program. Here's another one from um, Intel Solutions. No, this appears to be more of a business mistake. They tried to accurately predict the cost of buying and selling homes in this current market, utilizing aggressive algorithms, and ended up overpaying for homes. And competitors, on the other hand, adjusted theirs down earlier this year uh, for seeing the cooler market. So some of these other um, home buying platforms that are out there, uh, the iBuyer is probably one of the bigger ones. Redfin is certainly in the home buying business. They're still buying homes. They're still doing this. But Zillow has said, we're out. We're not going to continue to do this. We can't continue to do this. And I think they're just going to go back to their original concept uh, platform, which is selling leads to to real estate agents, providing a platform for agents to get out there on a national level. They buy zip codes uh, or we pay for zip codes. And then they get them when somebody inquires about a property within that zip code, the leads come to the agents that uh, are paying to uh, purchase those zip codes. So I think they're going to go back to that along with the mortgage industry. I think the mortgage industry is uh, uh, certainly one of their biggest customers and and these online uh, mortgage applications are um, uh, one of the, the huge players for them. So um, 
we'll we'll monitor this and and see what happens. But um, I, I I just think that it's it's one of those fads that goes on, and you know we have over the years we had real estate fads just happen. And, you know, whatever it may be at any given point in time, I think is, a, um, uh, you know, it's it's just something that, that we go through. It's like a cyclical thing. And I think that this, this guaranteed offer was a fad, and um, I'm not sure um, if it's going to end, when it will end, and who the... the uh, uh, who will emerge as one of the the major players? But I think that there's still people doing it out there. And I think one of the big things that we we keep hearing is like, when is this market going to cool off? When is it going to end? You know, it's just been such a frenzy for the last couple of years. And is it going to end? And I think there are so many things at play here that it's just really hard to predict what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, if it's going to happen. And I think ultimately, yes, the real estate market's going to cool off, but that could be several years down the road. And, you know, we've certainly talked about the, the millennials and and this age demographic and the number of, of these millennials that are turning the age 30 uh, for the next five years. That's like five million per year for the next five years. When you be, And as you turn 30, you become what they call a peak consumer. And so uh, I, we just continue to see the energy in this marketplace, not only nationally, but locally. This local market here in the Twin Ports is like phenomenal. And I think that you're just seeing, you know, the, you know, for this time of year anyways, you're still seeing a lot of activity in the market. These cash offers are, um, they're all over the place. And so you're, you're, you're seeing the continued energy with it. And I don't know whether or not this is going to end this year, next year, the year after or whatever. I think ultimately it will. But I also think that real estate is local in nature. And as long as your local economy is good and it's, it's vibrant and it's, it's healthy, the real estate markets are going to be good. We'll continue to watch this and report to you. But, uh, uh, the interesting story on Zillow is a, um, is certainly a big one here. So, uh, we're going to take our first break here on our abbreviated show this week. Folks, you've been tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show right here on KDL 610 AM, and we will be right back. Welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show here. Jim Ronnie, Gary Callagher here every week on KDL 610 AM from 12 to 1. And I want to thank everybody for listening to us over the years. We appreciate that. Jim will be back with us next week. And uh, as many of you know, Jim's down in Florida right now and uh, enjoying much warmer weather than we have up here, I would assume. So uh, we look forward to getting him back up here. And uh, uh, But in any event, we were talking a little bit about Zillow in the first segment. And I uh, just want to uh, touch base a little bit on the mortgage interest rates. And I think these mortgage interest rates right now for a conventional 30-year fixed rate, you can get 3.25%. So they've bumped up a little bit, you know, uh, and you know from, from certainly where they were. If you want an FHA 30-year fixed term, that's at 3.625. That's pumped, jumped up quite a bit from earlier this year. And then the VA loans, your 30-year fixed uh, interest rate is at also at 3.625. So... Um, the VA has jumped over the last couple of weeks. They were a little bit lower than the FHA, but um, uh, you can still get really good rates um, if you want to get like a 15-year or 20-year term. And for a 20-year, for example, on a fixed rate on a conventional loan, uh, you can get 2.875. And if you want to do a 15-year fixed, 
uh, you can get 2.375. And if you want to do a 10-year term, you can get 2.25%. So these interest rates are still phenomenal. And um, another one of the stories that came out earlier this week was um, uh, came out from the uh, Bloomberg website. And uh, this was sent to me by uh, one of my clients. And uh, uh, really what it's talking about is this red hot, red hot housing market. And, and basically, um, they're seeing one of the biggest home equity drawdowns since 2007, which was really at the start of that, that uh, housing recession. And that uh, homeowners are tapping into their property's equity to fund renovations, invest in stocks, and more. And that... Um, uh, they're saying that U.S. homeowners withdrew $63 billion in equity from their properties through more than 1.1 million cash out refinances in the second quarter of this year. And that's the largest quarterly volume since mid-2007. So people are starting to tap into the equity of their home. And um, one of the interesting things is what are they using it for? You know, uh, we've talked so much about people being uh, a lot more, uh, you know, tuned into what's going on with their credit. I think the banking industry has done a phenomenal job since the, the all the reforms that came out after the housing uh, recession. And, uh, you know, people, the um, I think with credit card debt, there there's some indicators that credit card debt is down. And that's a really good sign. But what are people doing when they pull money out of their homes and they refinance their homes? Number one, 42% of them are doing home improvement projects. That's at the top of the list. Number two at 27% is investment opportunities. Number three at 25% is to pay off other debts. And uh, number four is to take advantage of the interest rates. That's at 23%. And then um, number five at 21% is additional cash for everyday purposes. And um, one of the big ones here, this is the the number six on the list, and this is at 18% of the people that are refinancing their homes are doing large single purchases. They're like buying a car, boat, jewelry, second home, whatever. Also, 18% of the people that are doing uh, cash out equity refinances, um, they're taking that money and paying medical expenses. And um, some of them are doing it for educational purposes, helping a friend or a family member, or some unforeseen um, financial emergency. So the fact that that uh, uh, people are tapping into their equity and they're drawing this down, you know, I don't think this really compares. If you look back to where the peak of of people cashing out the equity of their home, that was in two thousand and five. And you know, if if in the second quarter of this year we've cashed out and we're at sixty three. Um, billion dollars that people have pulled out of their their real estate properties. Back in 2005, people had cashed out to the tune of $101 billion of their equity. And that was in only the third quarter of 2005. So um, I think, you know, this story goes on to say that economists are keeping a close eye on the increases. But so far, um, because of other consumer credit signals, uh, they're not too concerned about this at this point. But I still think it's an, it's interesting that people, you're starting to hear that, um, you know, more and more people are uh, starting to do this. And, you know, is that a good sign? Is that a bad sign? I don't really know. I don't really know. 
I hope it's a uh, uh, it's an okay sign. I think that uh, uh, you know not everybody wants to sell their home, but um, we'll watch this as well. We'll see what happens in the third quarter of this year and 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 how everything uh, shakes out. But uh, right now, the um, real estate refinance and cashing out on equity is a healthy market, and people uh, people are doing it. So, in any event, we got some uh, stats here. Um, locally here in the Twin Ports, this is in the uh, Duluth market, and this is uh, not just Duluth, but the surrounding area. We have 152 active listings with an average list price of $266,000. So far this year in our whole market, we've sold 1,915 houses with an average sale price of 280, I'm going to say $284,000. <clears> and we currently have 221 pending listings or listings that are under contract waiting to close. And then when you look at the um, some of the specific data, active listings, Duluth proper has 50 active listings on the market with an average list price of $300,000. Cloquet has 12 listings on the market with an average list price of $176,000. Hermantown has three listings on the market. Come on, Hermantown, you need some more listings on the market up there. Average list price is $487,000. When you look at the sold data, Duluth has sold 1,184 homes this year with an average sale price of $288,000. Cloquet has sold 195 homes this year with an average sale price of $213,500. Hermantown has sold 104 houses this year with an average sale price of $411,000. Way to go, Hermantown. Proctor sold 61 homes with an average sale price of $236,000. And we look at Two Harbors. Two Harbors is having a great year. They've sold 94 homes with an average sale price of $249,000. Some other markets here. We have Carlton has sold 38 houses with an average sale price of $313,000. The Rice Lake, the little city of Rice Lake, has sold six houses with an average sale price of $185,000. So it's a good market out there. It's still active. It'll be interesting to see what the uh, uh, year-end numbers are going to be, and, and what, you know, we'll do that. Uh, one of the things that we've always done over the years is the breakdown of the neighborhoods and how the neighborhoods compare to one another. <clears throat> and that's always fun. And we'll do that after the first of the year. But uh, also, we'll continue to watch this market and see what happens because uh, we're coming up to to our holiday season. We have Thanksgiving here in a little over almost a couple of weeks away, and we have Christmas and we have New Year's. And typically, you you start to see a lot of the slowdown uh, when these major holidays uh, hit. So we'll see and we'll watch that and uh, keep reporting that to you. And uh, once again, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show here every Saturday on KDL 610 AM from 12 to 1. And um, we have the abbreviated show today, so we're going to have to let you go. But, uh, we'll be-